Welcome to the Star Power Podcast. I'm Amy Stair, CEO of Star Power, and we're bringing you best practices from best agents in a brand neutral environment and open sharing. We hope you enjoy this roundtable discussion featuring our stars. This is Amy Stair, CEO at Star Power, and you are joining us on the Real Estate Star Power podcast. We're going to talk today about what's old is new again. You know, we had a frenzy of agents getting into the business um, during COVID because real estate looks so dang easy. And what we're seeing now is we're getting back to a skills-based business. So what did you used to do that you need to start doing again or are start doing again to be successful in this business? This Shane with uh, Liberty Hill, Texas, outside of Liberty Hill, Texas, uh, Within our team, we're going back to, to more and better training. Uh, so like scripts, right? We all use scripts. People like scripts. Pe- people don't like scripts. Uh, but when you said skill-based, how can we be better? Because all of us, it can happen to all of us. I mean, we all can get lazy when the phone just rings and we're going to go buy a house or we're going to list a house. We know we put a sign up and it's going to be gone. You don't have to be very skill-based, but now... When we're looking for listings and you're going to get in front of somebody, you better be pretty darn good in order to win that business. So for us, it's going going back to, to having more training with the team uh, and really working on scripts. Fantastic. Carrie? This is Carrie Dukes with Raleigh, North Carolina. We've gone back to handwritten notes, um, anniversary cards for past clients, birthday cards, um, thank you notes. People are getting so many emails and texts these days that, that that's all they you know see all the time. And very few people are getting handwritten notes in the mail anymore. Um, so I think it's a, something we used to do in the old days that um, could make a real difference today. Hey, this is Ryan Young out of Cleveland. And I think kind of the old adage, inspect what you expect, Uh, We definitely lost sight of that for a while, and now it's amazing how um, just what I'm observing of our agents' behaviors and actions are completely out of, you know, I would say not aligned with what I would say my original uh, standard operating procedures were, and I just think we stopped actually observing their behaviors and listening to their calls and you know, scripting and all these other things. And it's all of a sudden we're expecting something that we're not getting. And it's because we stopped inspecting what they were doing. And there's an art to doing it without being micromanagement. You know, uh, uh, accountability is the greatest form of love. And when they know you're doing it to uh, make them better and to help them earn more and to, you know, serve their big why, um, they appreciate it versus feeling like this micromanagement type of organization. How are you guys handling the adjustment on seller communication and the potential for having to do price reductions again? For us, 10% adjustments every week, non-negotiable. Whoa. Not 10% of the price, but 10% of our inventory needs to be adjusted. There's accountability too, and expectations set on the listing appointment up front. 10% 10% of our inventory, though, has to be, we hold our team accountable to that. That's a, something we celebrate, we measure. 10% of your inventory every week should be adjusted. Jane. Jane Fisher from Mesa City, Iowa. We're in a little bit different market where the inventory was, I know it's low across the nation, but we're very low. And we are 
not at the point yet where we're seeing a lot of price reductions. But your seller communication has stayed really high, even when things have been moving fast. Oh, absolutely. Just the the day to day, and just to know that that you're there, you're on the other end of the phone, and I think they realize that they can get a hold of me, you know, day or night. So, yeah, just the the communication factor is huge. Eric, this is Eric Sultan from Denver, Colorado. Um, every Tuesday, customer service calls have become incredibly important. They were important. 10 years ago, and it's it's becoming a bigger deal where I reach out to all of my customers every single Tuesday. They know ahead of time that I'm going to reach out to them. That way I don't get the calls on Sunday nights. I don't get the calls on Monday mornings. They're going to get a call from me. It's going to be proactive, and we can have our conversations at that point. Great. Carrie. Carrie Dukes, Raleigh, North Carolina. Every Monday morning, we send a seller marketing recap to all of our sellers that goes over um, the numbers for the previous week, all the showings, the feedback, how many people hit on MLS, how many saved their home as a favorite, if we had an open house, what the recap was on that, how many groups came through, um, how many other homes in their neighborhood have gone under contract in that last week. So it really recaps everything that they would be asking us. And it's a great tool to use if we need to make that call uh, for a price reduction because we're able to, um, you know, talk about those stats with them. Great. Brad? Brad Corn, Kansas City, Corn with a K. Um, you said what works, that's, what's old, that's new. It's the same exact system I've always had. When I list a house, I've got a zero to 90 day action plan that kicks in. And there's several things that happen on day zero. There's a few more things that happen on day one. Day three is to check to see if they're showing activity. Day four, they get something in the letter that says their marketing is in place. Day seven, they get a call from us to see, let, see if there's any questions they have. So we just, it, it doesn't matter when we list it, that's going to all happen within zero days, seven days, whatever. So when it hits a seven day or a 14 day market review, and I quit doing seven days because the market, there wasn't enough change in seven days for a while. So it was every, at least every 14 days. What I pulled up was what has happened since that sign went in their yard with me. So I will go into MLS and unlike a uh, six month CMA, I'm pulling up since the last two weeks, what has come on the market, what has gone under contract since you listed with me in your area. And so what I do is I regain their confidence with me that we haven't missed any buyers, or if we did miss a buyer, it was probably to a lower price range. What I never see on my market reviews is that I lost them to another house because we're making those adjustments constantly. And then the second part of that is in this market, I prep them up front that, hey, we're going to adjust to the market and it could be dropping your price every day for the first three days. I don't know. We're going to adjust as the market calls us to. If you go on the market and not one person looks at your house in the first two days, we got to do a price drop. I mean, it's just the market adjusting. So it's, it's just watching the market. I've even actually raised prices of houses because there's nothing within 50,000 of us. And maybe we're at, say, like 227.9, and we can go back up to 250 and hit that 250 price point and pick up buyers from the 250 and up. So my, my last strategy is I try to start or get them to a, a $100,000, $50,000, or $25,000 price point because on the internet searches, we double our exposure on the web. And I just, again, show them that stuff. Our MLS has a great little report that comes out every week. 
that says how many houses did price adjustments, how many new came on the market. So we add that with it as well. Say, look, the market's changing the prices. So if I got to get a price change out of them, but it's the same I've, I've done forever. Great. How about on the buyer side? Is anybody doing buyer counseling differently now? Are you getting people back into the office? Whereas we were running out to meet them at the houses two years ago? Or have you always done the counseling session? We, we treat our buyers just like sellers. And um, we'll give one, what we would consider is like driveway consultation, pop by, you know, we'll show them one home. After that, not a second home is shown until they meet in the office and a buyer representation agreement is signed. We, the majority of time, we just bring them into the office. But the key is to be able to articulate, you know, your value of why they should do it. I think a lot of times... Um, you know, we used to have this LP mama script and it's like, you feel they feel like you're interrogating them when you're asking all these questions, when all they wanted to do is just see a home. And I think if you can articulate the value and give them case studies or social proof of examples of why that's actually not in their best interest and how we can actually help them win when so many are struggling to win because it's so competitive, I think all of a sudden they're much more receptive to it. Makes sense. Brad Korn, Kansas City again. Um, so We've got buyers at all different commitment stages. Like they may have just started the search and we just captured them from an internet lead all the way to they're still trying to get approval to they are approved. So it depends on where they are in the process. But I get every buyer committed by telling them, I'm going to get you the properties that hit the market the second they go live. I'm going to send them to you from the system that the real estate agents use. You're going to get them before the public sites get them. Now, it might only be a second or two, but what you get from me, I want you to look at that the second it looks. And if you're on your lunch break, you drive by that house. I get them committed to drive by the properties and, and driving by before we get too far committed with them to make sure we can get them approved, make sure they're driving by properties and they're ready to go. So it also lets me know that they've never looked at the properties I'm sending them on MLS. So I can call them and go, hey, are, are you doing something right now? Oh, we were just caught up in some stuff. So bringing them in for a consultation a week ago could have been a waste of our time as well. So I get them a little committed first by driving by the properties. They just understand the urgency list that they're getting and that it's hot and they need to be ready to make an offer. And you might miss out on a really nice one if we don't have you prepped. So getting to the office, we'll show you how to take advantage of the current market conditions, make sure you're approved so that when the right house or your dream home hits the market, and if it's a steal, it'll be gone if you're not ready. Great dialogue there. All right. If you want to know more of what's old that's being brought back, you need to plug into the stars. Head over to starpower.com forward slash club. Get yourself signed up as a member. And we look forward to hearing you on the next podcast. This is Amy Stair, CEO. Thanks for listening to the Star Power Podcast. If you benefited from even one idea on this podcast, become a member of the Star Power Club you will get a monthly infusion of tips, scripts, strategies, and techniques that are tried, tested, and proven by our Star Power stars. Visit starpower.com forward slash club and get registered today.